I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We talking cheer, we talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight. We're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 96. Not sure if there's going to be a 97, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Today, we recap our time at Spirit Sports. And as usual, we start talking about score sheets and scores. And I actually compare and contrast score sheets from this season to the past. We also are joined by Alex, the face behind cheertheory.com, who recaps this past weekend in All Star Cheer. All of that plus more. If it's your first time here, thank you for checking out the show. We're your weekly cheer podcast that's only getting better week by week, and you don't want to miss anything. So be sure, whether you're watching on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, to subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, definitely be sure to smash that like button. It would mean so much to me. Shout out to my mother, Sheila, Claire, Sarah, Robin, Adriana, Chanel, Tamara, myself, my not-so-mysterious Supporter. Heather Peterson of Flipside, Pablo, representing for all the cheer dads out there. Our newest mate, Michelle, and Mike, the lean, mean machine. Thank you so much for your donations. If you want to donate for as little as 99 cents a month, all you have to do is click the link in the show notes, link in the description. And as always, for those of you guys looking for the best free way to support the podcast, all you have to do is share this podcast, send it to a friend, send it to another coach, or post it on your social media. And by sharing it on your social media, you're entered to win the giveaway. For all of our new listeners, I'll go ahead and explain what the giveaway is. I am giving away a free coaches training with me. We'll hop on a Zoom call together, you and the other coaches at your gym, and we'll do one of my already prepared presentations, or we'll hop on and just do a Q&A and just talk some cheer. One Elite All-Stars and Twist Stars Cheer were our last winners, and their dates have already been set. So if you want to win, it's that simple. All you have to do to win is take a screenshot of an episode of the podcast, post that screenshot to your Instagram story, tag the Let's Talk Cheer podcast in the post on Instagram. That's it. 
post it on your story, tag the Let's Talk Cheer podcast in the post, and you're entered to win. The winner will be announced in episode 100. The more shares, the more entries someone is going to win. Why not you? I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a real-life cheer parent who represents all of you parent listeners. Don't be less when you can be more. Be more. We are back. I'm exhausted. I am sure you're exhausted. This is the Monday after Spirit Sports. So um, how is Spirit Sports? <sighs> well, let me just say this. Um... I took a three. I woke up at seven to get the girls ready for school, took them to school, got home, and at 8.45, I passed out until noon. So the cheer <laughs> hangover go. is real. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, Spirit Sports was a blast. I seriously love that competition so much. Like just the atmosphere, the environment, the where it's at. Uh, the convention center is super nice. Um, I did have a couple bumps in the road. Um I, we went camping. This is our like camping competition. We look forward to it. Um, so we had some issues with that. Um, but you know, I had a great time. How did you have a good time? Yeah, it was. I tried to like, I tried to take it in more than, than usual and just enjoy the moment. Uh, this is actually really funny. So all coaches who don't like know me, know me. They, when they like meet me, they're like, oh man, like surprised at how nice I am. And they're always, they all coaches everywhere always say this like, every time I see you at competition, you look so serious. And I'm like, like, yeah, I'm not competition. I'm just like focused on getting routines like ready and done and, you know, getting teams the warm ups and all the, or scores or whatever is going on. Like, I'm just laser beam focused on the job at hand. And so I tried to enjoy the moment a little bit more and just like take, you know, some things in. But I remember I was standing at AccuScore waiting for our score sheets or score sheet pickup, not AccuScore. But I was waiting for our score sheets to come out. And I ran into Orby from California All-Stars, um, coaches uh, Smoed, right? And so I'm standing there and I see him and he's with one of his other coaches. And he said something, he said something to me. I was like, Hey, what's going on, man? And he said, see, I told you he's really nice. He just looks like that. And I was like, yeah, I was like comp days, man, comp days. I'm just laser beam focused. So, you know, but yeah. And I actually feel bad. Um, several people, it's really cool because the pod is growing and it's cool to see people from other programs listening to the podcast. And several people came up to me and said, Hey, you know, you're Jason, or I recognize you. Like I see you on TikTok, or I, I watch the podcast or whatever. So that was really cool. But so many times it was like with, I was with a team, right? Because most, we spent most of the weekend in our team room. So we're just in there by ourselves. And a couple of times we went outside to like warm up on the grass. We only warmed up with the gra on the grass with senior black and senior red. So most of the time I spent in our team room, but I would go outside and then, you know, fans of the show, right. Would come up and like, Hey, can we take a picture? And I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, I, I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, yeah, we're in the, I'm in the middle of a competition day. You know what I mean? Like I I'm, I'm at war right now and you want to take pictures. So I tried to be as accommodating as, as I could and say hi and take pictures and stuff. But, you know, on game day, your boy's all about game day. So I'm ready. But, um, but I had a great time. You know, Spirit Sports is just, 
it really is a really good competition. They, they, they just do a really good job. They did a really good job with the production. Um, and just the atmosphere in general is just a good, just a good time. So the kids had fun, you know, like it is every weekend, you know, everyone asks, like, you know, how'd it go? And every weekend there's, there's ups and there's downs, right? And there's, that is, I sent this text message to my old boss from PCM. Cause he always is talking about the ups and the downs of the day and just like how cheerleading is just this big roller coaster. And like Saturday was definitely a roller coaster. Like we start off with a team and they don't look so hot. And so I'm, I'm not too happy. Then we get our scores back and I'm definitely not happy. Then the next team goes and I can't remember who is next, but like they hit. So I'm happy, but then the scores are low. So I'm not happy. Then the next team goes and they hit. So I'm happy again. But, you know, I don't like their scores, so I'm unhappy. And then the next team doesn't hit, so I'm mad. But then their scores come out or their placements come out, and they're in first place, so I'm happy again. And it's this whole, like, roller coaster of the day. And that's, like, the comp season, right? It's, like, the the comp day. So, you know, the comp was cool, had its ups, had its downs, um, you know, in general. Um, I remember hearing you. So I'm going to toss it back to you. We didn't talk that we didn't say we we're going to talk about this, but I remember youth white after day two, I remember you talking to Ashley and you guys were talking about the crowd and like, Oh, the crowd was so much better. So how did you feel the crowd was this weekend? Oh, judger of all crowds. It sounds so terrible, but like, if you're at a competition with me and like, I mean, in, any parent, like I am in the pit and I'm like literally yelling the whole time, like go girls, you know, the woo. I mean the one, three, five, five. I'm just mm-hmm. like yelling. I didn't just, even if it's not my kid's team, like I am yelling for our American teams. Um, the first day, I think the crowd was like, it was okay, but I've kind of got to a point where I'm not going to, there's a one team and we've talked about this. And I'm not going to over yell for that team. If their own parents aren't going to yell, like I'll still yell and I'll still cheer (laughs) them on, but I'm not going to over go over the top to make it louder Mm -hmm. because nobody's helping me out. So that kind of like irritated me. So I was kind of like, let's see the vibe of how it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is, but Sunday, like youth whites crowd was so loud. And I almost like walked out of the pit to video how loud we were, but then I was like, okay, don't do that because then somebody's going to be like, well, you weren't cheering. Um, but I wanted to do it for a reason, excuse me, a reason, but I didn't. Youth Wild, I remember Ashley telling me, or you guys were talking and someone was like, you would have thought we just won Summit or something of how loud Youth White's mm-hmm. crowd was. And that was amazing. Um, we were going to actually leave after awards but we decided to stay and I mean, we stayed to watch some of the other teams. Most importantly, we wanted to stay and watch one of our friends' kids on senior black and junior blue. And those crowds were good too. Like it wasn't as loud as youth whites was, but they were pretty loud and everybody like kind of brought the energy. So I was definitely really proud of our parents this weekend. I think everybody was just like, let's go, you know? And I, I hate to say it, but I'm wondering if people, I don't, and I don't know, but I wonder if people, you know, looked at the standings, saw what, where we were at, 
and we're like, Hey, we have to bring it for our kids the next day. And Mm -hmm. if, and that could be the case, it could, it might not be the case, but if that was the case, like that's how we should be both days all the time. Um, Yeah. So I was very, very proud of our parents and the crowd um, this weekend because man, Sunday was a whole vibe. Like it, it sounded so great. And I asked my girls when they came off stage, I'm like, can you hear us? Was the crowd good? And they're like, oh my gosh, you guys were so loud. And yeah, I think that was a good thing. There we go. You actually brought up a good, I always say this, there is, um, no one wants to be the hardest worker on the team. And so I'm sure I've used that as the quote of the week. If I haven't, then it's the quote of the week. But no one wants to be the hardest worker on the team, and you brought that up. And when I say that, it means like no one – like we all want to be known as hard workers, but no one wants to feel like they're the only one putting in work. So you're like, hey, like if I'm cheering for – like my kid's not even on this team, and I'm cheering louder than all you other parents, right? You feel like, hey, why am I doing this if no one else is going to do it? So always remember – coaches, parents, whatever, no one wants to be the hardest worker on the team. Like we all want to have everyone, like if I'm giving a hundred percent, you're giving a hundred percent too. Like you can give 98% maybe, but I shouldn't be giving a hundred percent and you're giving 60%. Like we all need to be on like kind of that same level right there. And I think you make a good point, which I'm going to bring up later during the question of the week. But as far as parents, like seeing the standings and the placements, and then being like, oh, okay, like we're really going to bring it today on day two. So I'll expand more on that later. But yeah, I think you make a um, really valid point. Um, next, I want to hop into kind of the scores. I know that after, which is crazy, I think. Okay, so as of this recording, technically, Shay's episode hasn't come out. But if you're listening to this right now, Shay's episode has come out. But we talk about code of points and, you know, it's so funny because we recorded an episode like weeks ago before we did GSSA. So I was like, ah, it's still early. Don't really know anything about code of points. And so, you know, we kind of have this conversation and now I have like a, a lot more to say about it now that we've had like these back to back to back weekends on the score sheet. And so it seems that judges are getting better. Um, It's still not, you know, there. Um, I talked to a coach and I remember it's like, Hey, like, how'd you like, I was asking her about, they went to Indy. So, Hey, how'd you like Indy? You know, we've never been before. I've never been before. So how'd you like it? And so, you know, the competition was great. The competition itself was great. She said, but the scoring was just, oh, and she said nine of my 11 teams had something wrong on their score sheet and Indy was the week after GSSA. And I was like, dude, we were just at GSSA. And I said the same thing. Nine, you know, uh, nine of our 12 teams all came back with things incorrect on our score sheets. I was like, you know, 75%. And I remember saying on the podcast, yeah, I don't think it was just an American thing. I think 75% of the country, or at least that competition, had things wrong. So it turns out it was like that in Indy. Um, It was better at Masterpiece. And I think this weekend it was down. We only brought six teams to Spirit Sports. So I think this weekend um, only two of the six teams had something incorrect. I could be wrong. I could have been three of six. But I think I know for sure two of them had things incorrect on both days. 
um, it could have been a third team on just one of the days, but I'm pretty sure it was just one or two teams on both days. So, you know, we're, we're down to, we went from 75% of things being incorrect all the way down to 33%. So that's a, that's a win for the industry. Um, you know, but in general, um, you know, the score sheet still, I don't know. I still got, I still have mixed feelings about it. I, I still feel like it's really hard to create separation. You're on those score sheet lives and you see when we do the score sheet lives that all the scores just look the same, right? It just looks all like, I'm like, yeah, this score, you know, everyone in the country has the same score here, 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 and here, right? And so there's only a few places where there's like variation. So it's hard to create separation, um, on the score sheet and, you know, and I'm already seeing things on Facebook, like coaches, like, Hey, there's a new score. I saw a new score sheet and I think the industry needs to adopt this score sheet. And so I'm already seeing people talk about not change, not, and this wasn't a bar. I think there's like a completely different, not like a varsity thing, a completely different score sheet concept, you know, and then we'd go and change it again. Cause this one is apparently the new, the new one. And as I've said from the very, very beginning, I think that we as coaches need to be more concerned with placements being right than scores being right. And that's just my personal opinion. I think we as coaches should be more concerned that the placements are correct than the score being correct. Because now everyone's score is correct. But the problem right now that I see from my experience on the score sheet so far, the problem I see with us being so focused on the scores being correct is that now we don't get the feedback that we used to get on score sheets, right? Because we used to get feedback and then we would take that feedback and adjust our routines so our routines were ready for their end of season events. So that when we got to the big competitions we cared about, we had feedback from judges so we can go and make adjustments. So I'm going to go ahead. I actually thought about that. So I'm going to pull up. Here is a score sheet from a couple weeks ago. This is that uh, masterpiece. So two weeks ago, right? And I'm going to read some of the, I'm, I'm going to read the, actually the whole score sheet to you. So this might be kind of boring to you, B, but I'm going to read the whole score sheet. And we're going to hear the feedback from two weeks ago. What And this is basically what all of our score sheets sound like now versus what they used to sound like. All right. So building execution. So it's just building skills, right? Suns, pyramid, baskets. Now we're into pyramid uh, execution. Synchronization, uh, minus 0.1, some minor timing issues. All right. Building difficulty, stunt degree of difficulty. Your score reflects the following number of skills performed by a minimum of most groups. Elite level appropriate, four. So we had four groups to it. Thank you. Stunt max, stunt max participation. Your score reflects the following. Elite level appropriate by max. Building creativity. Today's performance incorporated multiple creative, innovative, and visual elements in entries, transitions, and dismounts of all building skills. That kind of sounds like it's something, but they put that on everyone's score sheet who gets, you know, who gets awarded that. Routine creativity. We get a little bit something here. Nice work with groupings. Dance choreography waiting for athletes. A little, right? That was a little, little something. Formations and transitions. There's another like category. Be careful and design transitions so athletes are not running across the mat to make their formation. Okay. 
deduction taken for lack of precision in stage right fourth stunt group out of place or so fourth stunt group was out of place not really sure what part of the routine they're talking about but some part of the routine the fourth stunt group's out of place uh dance difficulty elements includes visual elements variety of levels formation changes and partner work all right um this is a little something right here. Clarify which way hips should be facing in the opening formation for athletes who are on one knee. Motions could be sharper. Team perform together a majority of the time. Showmanship, high level of enthusiasm and facials throughout. Now, and now the rest, and that's like basically the rest of the feedback. Although there's a lot more on here. That's basically the end of actual real feedback. Tumbling execution. Standing tumbling execution. Synchronization. Minus 0.2, timing issues in group passes for standing tumbling, especially back row going left to right. Running tumbling execution. Landings, minus 0.1, clean up the landings. Jump execution, great job in jump section today. Uh, tumbling difficulty, standing tumbling, degree of difficulty. Your score reflects the following skills performed cumulatively, cumulatively throughout. Skill one, majority. Advanced level appropriate. Skill two, most elite level appropriate. Standing tumbling, max participation. Your score reflects the following skills performed in the same section performed by elite, I'm sorry, elite level appropriate by max. Running tumbling degree of difficulty. Your score reflects the following skills performed cumulatively throughout. Skill one, majority. Advanced level appropriate. Skill two, most elite level appropriate. This sounds very boring, I know. Running tumbling, max participation. Your score reflects the following skills performed in the same section, elite level appropriate by max. Tumbling creativity. Today's performance incorporated many visual tumbling patterns throughout. And that is the end of the score sheet. That's all the feedback we get, right? But, but the scores are right. Now I'm gonna go, and I knew I wanted to do this. And so, I just pulled up a random score sheet. I didn't search for one. Honestly, this is the truth. I did not search for one with great feedback. I just clicked on a score sheet, read it, and went, yeah, there we go. That's how score sheets used to be. Opening pose afforded athletes the opportunity to embrace the judges through eye contact and showcase their confidence. However, transitions by athletes bending over and running to sides of the mat was not seamless in appearance. At times, athletes have to travel far to get to their new marks within formation. Transitions within formations, period. Transitions to bring transitions to and during running tumbling were not fluidly executed. Stunt creativity. Loading into the first stunt uh, formation was memorable. Using lifts and partner work to create uh, creative pictures was creative. Side load into the ripple was fun to watch. Transitional elements were creative be sure to set for your tucks especially in that group pass where some are setting nice and high and others were whipping back in their tuck causing timing issues from height variations this is also causing a few tucks to rotate open and travel back rather than up for height sink is off in the rotation through the landing of the tucks in the group round off tucks right and the rest of the score sheet continues to give us like detailed feedback now why can't judges continue to give us detailed feedback 
and it, it's because, as Les Stella said when he was on, Les Stella said, you know, we've turned the judges into bean counters. And that's really what they're doing at this point is that they are trying, they're all they're doing is trying to, they're trying to figure out what skill the athletes are doing. If it's an elite level appropriate skill, if it's an advanced level appropriate skill, how many kids are doing it and then putting down, you know, they're trying to figure all of that out and then putting it down and then, ha and they have to do that with a routine they've never seen before in two minutes and 30 seconds. Right. And actually that same coach that I talked to who said they went to Indy and said, yeah, it was just, the scoring was just, uh, it was just a mess. And, and she said, and I tried to judge it myself. She said, I tried to judge routines that I've watched my, that I know, like they're the routines in our gym. And she said, and there's no way I just can't do it. Like I know exactly what they're going to do and it's just impossible for me to do it. And so kudos to the judges out there. I threw my phone in the ground and yeah, I need my phone. Um, but kudos to the judges that are out there. Cause I know that this, it seems like it'd be like, you know, I watch routines and I'm like, how do they know how many kids are going? And I don't know if it's better for kids all to go at once and just go, okay, that was one section or kids all go one at a time. That way you can count and go one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight. But it just seems like a daunting task. You know, my thing with Coda Points, and I said this during our Coda Points episode, you know, months ago, I'm not against Coda Points in theory. I think that, you know, if the judge, if we're, if we do a certain skill, a certain skill should be able to have a consistent score. If I do 10 back handsprings, 10 back handsprings should get the same score weekend and week out. My biggest problem with code of points has never been code of points in theory. It's always been, could we effectively do it in practice? And it, it doesn't seem to, at least right now, it doesn't seem that we're that good at it right now in practice like it seems good in theory but I, I just wasn't sure how practical it actually be so you know it's going i again i'd like to see more separation between teams because as you said and i'll probably talk about this later i'm not sure if, if i will but you know and you saw the scores as a parent and i'm sure we're seeing the scores across the scores are just so tight like the scores are just so tight across everyone all of them. It's just super, super close with all these divisions. And so, you know, as I've said before, and the scores used to be tight before, it's just really hard for teams to create separation from other teams. And, you know, so that's that. Um, but Spirit Sports was great. Um, great routines. Parents did a great job. And now we're on to Las Vegas for jams nationals um i know i talked a lot about scores you, you know scoring isn't really you know something that you have to deal with but any thoughts you know anything or anything else that we left out that we should talk about um well we always do a story time with jason so i guess we'll do a story time with uh be more this time i had um <laughs> let's go you know it's i mean it's probably nothing to most people but for the ones that camp and I say camping, like we take our trailer. We have done it last year. We camped in the parking lot. No issues whatsoever. They allow RVs. Um, this year we had an issue. And I think it's because we got there early. 
So we left youth black practice Thursday night and we got to Palm Springs at 1130 at night on Thursday. You know, we unloaded a couple things from the trailers, go to sleep, wake up in the morning. We're outside, you know, drinking our morning coffee, just talking. And this guy drives up in a car and he's taking a picture of us. Well, Ryan is like, absolutely not. Who are you? What are you doing? So it actually was the general manager <laughs> of the convention center. And he told us, do you have permission? And he told us, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to stay here overnight. And even if you camp your RV in here, there is no tailgating. There's no hanging out. There's nothing. And I was just like floored, right? Because hmm. we had no issues last year and there's going to be so many trailers in here this weekend tailgating. So Ryan and our friend Justin, they went and ended up talking to him afterwards. And they he basically told us no staying overnight. So we had decided that, you know what, yeah. we're going to move because we don't want them coming and knocking on our trailer at midnight and having to figure out what we have to do to move, you know, and what we're going to do to move. So we ended up moving to mm -hmm. the dirt lot right behind us. Saturday, as we're walking through the parking lot, um, you know, multiple times to go watch the teams, there's tons of tailgating. And I'm like really, really mad. We're like, we'll pay that both days. Like, we don't have a problem. And he was just really rude. Well, Sunday, as we're walking through the parking lot, there is trash everywhere. There was not one trash. There was not a juice box wrapper straw, nothing. And there's just trash all over the place. So that really, really got to me. I was really upset about that because that is such a big competition. And I under, I totally understand that, you know, they have rules and they have regulations for all these things. And you know, that's just the way things have to be ran. I understand it. As we went to sleep Saturday night, I had my window cracked in my trailer a little bit and we hear something. So I look out the window and I said, oh my God, it's a Palm Springs police officer. This officer had knocked on our friend's trailer's door. Ryan gets up and he goes out there. The police officer, you know, shout out to him, sweetest guy. He's like, I'm not going to ticket you guys. I'm not going to cite you. You don't need to move. Like, you're totally fine. He's like, we actually got a call from the people that were like further down in the lot from us. They weren't with us, but they were there for the competition. He's like, they have a, a big open wood fire and you know, if this lot catches fire, you know, you're responsible and all of the things. Yeah. And, you know, he said, we wish you guys luck. Like, I'm going to put it in my notes that, you know, you guys are leaving on Sunday. You're here for the cheer competition. No one should bug you. And then he told us we would prefer if you guys parked in the parking lot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like from so, the beginning. <laughs> yes. And so I'm, I, it, w it was a big, huge hiccup. So, I mean, I have some things in place that I'm going to do for next year. I mean, thankfully, there is um, BLM land like 10 minutes up the road, so we can go there and you can, you know, you Black can Lives Matter land? Is that what you just said? No. You say Bureau of Land Management <laughs> land. But it's called BLM land. <laughs> like Black Lives Matter land. All right. Hey, Brittany. Hey, it's February, Black History Month. Let's go. No. You know what? This is so sad. The twins actually asked, they were like, do we have to move? And and I'm like, if we do have to move, we'll just move up to this BLM land. And the twins were like, there's Black Lives Matter land? I'm like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> 
So, yeah. So, so we, we had, you know, some hiccups. I mean, it, it was not the best. But, you know, we did camp with some great people and they were just like super positive with us too. Like, we'll be fine. Once again, trailer camping is so awesome. So relaxing, like super chill. I would love for our prep families to get to experience Palm Springs. If a cheerleader is going to fall in love with with cheerleading, like if they're just like, oh, I'm trying it out, you know, mm-hmm. Palm Springs is the perfect place to take your athlete and them to fall in love with it. Because I yeah. remember the first year I took my girls and they were just like in awe of all the other cheerleaders practicing on the grass field mm-hmm. and all like the photo opportunities, you know, that they block off that street. And that's like the famous picture taking street. Um, mm-hmm. The convention center's nice. The way everything is ran, the production of it's nice. So if there's any parents out there that their cheerleaders are on a prep team and you guys maybe not go to spirit sports, that is the place to take your child and they will fall in love with cheerleading because it is just, for me as a parent, like it is so cool to just walk through and see all these athletes, whether they're little kids or they're senior kids, just see them like it is truly out of a movie. And I wish I would have videotaped and done like, you know, a little YouTube thing for it because that is like, the bring it on of cheerleading. I feel like it is Mm -hmm. so cool. It's such a cool experience. Um, I will say two down or a downfall that I had. Well, two, um, someone you, you'll get a kick out of this, Jason. Someone tried to stop me from bringing my dog in and Mm. they had said, we're not, this was on Sunday. They're like, man, we're not allowing dogs in today. I'm like, well, she's a service dog. And he's like, oh, okay. You know, you can't (laughs) deny her. She's a service dog. So that was like, what the heck? You know, only one day you're not allowing them. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. I was pretty disappointed with a couple of other teams for sportsmanship. There was a team that performed before us and these parents wouldn't leave the pit, but the event people were telling them like you you have to get out of here like their parents can't even Mm -hmm. there was a large amount of them staying in the pit they were like we're our team's performing that like they were arguing with the people and yeah they're like we're not leaving and you know one of our parents was like we can't even get in here because you're still in here but then then on sunday um there was a team that lined up before us when we got up to the line where it's like you're right there like your next team like you walk in, there was a group of people. I, mm-hmm. I walked up and I'm like, hey, American's next. This team isn't next. And he looked at his schedule. He's like, oh, you're right. He's like, you can wave your people up here. And then he had proceeded to tell the other team like, hey, you guys need to step aside. Mm-hmm. So I turned around and I put my hand up and I'm like, American, up this way. Yeah. And one of the moms on the other team had got mad and she's like, you don't need to do all that. At one point I had like leaned next to my friend and I'm like, my heart's beating really fast. I can see them over there. I have a corner of my eye saying things. And she's like, Oh, I know. She's like, remember yeah. what you have on your shirt. Cause I had an American shirt on. She's <laughs> like, if it wasn't for that shirt, you could do whatever you wanted, but remember who you're <laughs> representing. And I was like, there we go. God I had her to like bring me back down to earth, you know, because I'm like, I was so mad. And then another sportsmanship thing, um, you know, we have the served and slayed by the red, black, and blue. This is what mm-hmm. we do. And I had heard a couple of 
athletes, probably about 10, they were like making fun of us afterwards. Really? Mm. Like we're here to build each other up. Like we're not supposed to bring each other down. And so that kind of like hurt my heart. And this gym more so is like, they they brought a lot of teams and you know, they, they're pretty well known. So that really hurt my heart. And I just like, think it would be a good idea if parents and or coaches like just reiterate, like, let's, be positive and have good sportsmanships to our athletes. We're supposed to build each other up. Let's not bring each other down. Yeah. Let's tell each other good job. Like we're all going through the same things. So let's just encourage one another. I heard that. I heard that B. Well, B, let's go ahead. That's yeah. That's my soapbox rant. So I'll be done now. B on the soapbox. I don't think you've ever talked that much on the podcast before. You're like, yo, I got some things. I got some things I gotta say. I've been, these things have been pent up in my heart for the last three years. I mean, Jason doesn't let me talk. I'm talking today. So but anyway, we'll go ahead. We'll get to a break right now. But when we are back, Alex, the face behind cheertheory.com, will tell us everything that went on this weekend around the country in the cheer world. Alex, glad to have you back on the show. Tell us what happened this weekend in the world of cheer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. Thrilled to be here. Uh, As Jason said, I'm Alex and I run Cheer Theory and I'm here to give you an update on what happened last weekend. So as you know, we are well into the bulk of the 2022-23 season, and it was a busy weekend to say the least. There were six Cheerleading Worlds bid events in the United States and three in Canada. The U.S. bid events included Spirit Sports in California, CSG in Illinois, All Out in Florida, Cheer and Dance Extreme in Virginia, Cheer Bowl in Texas, and Champions League in Connecticut. Uh, 60 world's bids were won, and every weekend we like to create a leaderboard to show which programs took home the most bids. Uh, Our leaderboard this weekend included the California All-Stars, Vancouver All-Stars, Brandon All-Stars, Cheer Extreme, and Prodigy. So we also like to take a look at what were the top scoring world's routines, and we have the top five across all the events that uh, released their score sheets this weekend. So in first place, we have Cheer Express Miss Silver, uh, and they scored a 97.62 at All Out Championships. In second, we had the California All-Stars Black Ops with a 97.2917 at Duel in the Desert. Prodigy All-Stars Midnight was in third with a 97.25, also at Duel in the Desert. 
the California All-Stars Aces had the fourth highest score with a 97.1541 at Duel in the Desert. And in fifth place to round out our leaderboard was Ice Golden Girls with the fifth highest score and a 96.61. And that was an all-out championship. So um, on top of those World's Bid events, uh, we know that people really like to keep track of those Summit Bids. And there were 17 Summit Bid events last weekend, and they awarded 242 bids. So of those, 99 were for the D1 Summit, and our weekend leaderboard included the California All-Stars, Gym Time, Ice, Planet Spirit, and the Stingray All-Stars. Uh, 94 D2 Summit bids were awarded, and our leaderboard included Champ Central, Pittsburgh Poison, Cheer Militia, Evolution Cheer, Impact Elite, and Venom All-Stars. There were also 33 Youth Summit bids awarded, and the California All-Stars and Woodlands Elite led the way. And if you want to see a broken down version of those leaderboards and everyone who got bids this weekend, you can go on cheertheory.com and go to our weekend review. It is linked at the top of our homepage every week. And something new that we're doing this season is we're creating a world division average score ranking for the entire 2022-23 season. Uh, what we wanted to do was take a look at world division teams performance over a long period of time over the entire season and not just on a weekend to weekend basis. So this has been confusing a lot of people, but we're adding up each each world's team's score from world's bid events and then dividing it by the number of performances. And then we get their average score. So we get a look at how they're performing at consecutive events rather than just one single event. So. As of February 9th, 2023, our top 10 includes the following teams. Um, in first place, we have Central Jersey All-Stars Team Guns with a 98.04. In second, we have Top Gun All-Stars TGOC with a 97.6333. In third place, we have Twist and Shout Diamonds with a 97.625. Five, 97.5625 and fourth we have twist and shout adam and eve with a 97.50793 and fifth you have top gun all-stars revelation with a 97.3271 in sixth place we have cheer express miss silver who entered the top 10 and the rankings this week for the first time with a 97.09125 in seventh you have the california all-stars aces with a 97.07495 in eighth, you have Cheer Extreme SSX with a 97.0083. In ninth, you have Ice Thunder with a 96.8959. And in tenth, you've got Gym Time Fever with a 96.82085. So that was a lot of numbers, but if you want to see that full ranking, it is on the website. Um, if you go to the top navigation and hit rankings, you'll find it there. Um, and that ranking is going to change a lot in the upcoming weeks. Uh, we've got jams and cheer sport uh, the weekend after this one. And then quickly following that, you have NCA. So that's just about 350 performances, uh, performance scores that will be getting added to the ranking. And we expect things to change a lot. So that's all I have for you this week. You can find information about competitions from around the United States on cheertheory.com or any social media platform we're pretty easy to find we're at cheer theory on twitter instagram facebook and the tiktok 
So thanks a lot, Jason. And I will see you next time. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And we're back with the Sounds Like That question of the week. Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast and all of our American cheer, American cheer tracks. If you're looking for hot fire music that slaps, that's what the kids say. If it's that's that slaps, then go to soundslikethat.com. Link in the description link in the show notes and uh someone will get back to you b what do we have for the question of the week all right here we go so this person says masterpiece recap question i'm concerned as a coach about the day one and day two scores if your team hits two great performances wouldn't your score stay about the same if we're being scored on the drivers and difficulty that won't change unless you have deductions why should scores jump so much on day two if we were given equal credit each day placements would look totally different example team hits zero scores a 95.1 day one same routine scores a 97 point or 97 day two what are the judges seeing differently that we can't see there we go great question so First thing, the first thing to remember when scores jump is that the scores, there will be, if the scores increase, there will be a big jump in scores. So what do I mean by that? So if let's say we had a driver taken off for synchronization in standing back handsprings, right? They take off a driver, so we're going to lose 0.1 on our raw score, right? We lost 0.1. But because they double the score, um, let's say on day two, we don't lose that driver anymore. And so we don't lose that point one. Instead of your score, you, so your score is not just going to go up by one tenth. Your overall score isn't just going to go up by one tenth. Your overall score is going to go up by two tenths. And so if that happens multiple times throughout the routine, right? So if it happens five times throughout the routine, right? You got better in five different sections on just point one drivers then your score is going to go up a whole point right so that will make a really big you know uh point difference right you can go from like you said a 95 not quite what what you said but you can go from a 95 to a 96 right so that is one thing to keep in mind is that you'll see a really big jump in points because they double your score and if you get your drivers if you hit all your drivers on day two then you'll see a, a really big increase right there so that's um the first thing the second thing <clears throat> besides that is coaches and athletes now get to see 
you know, they're seeing placements, they're seeing scores, and they see the routine. So it's not that I think they're doing equal routines. I think that the routines just get better. Routines tend to get better on day two because they've seen scores, right? They saw their scores and go, oh, hey, like the judges told us our ankles were apart and our back handsprings. And, you know, coaches address that and go, hey, we need to get our ankles together. And then, then the kids get their ankles together and they have a better routine. Or they see placements, right? They see the placements and the scores. You said this earlier, but I think the parents saw how close the scores were. And so they decided to be louder. And I think the same thing happens with the athletes. They see how close the scores are and go, oh my gosh, we can actually win this thing. And so then they go and put out better routines and, you know, get scored higher accordingly, right? And then they actually just see the routine. They see the routine and go, oh man, my timing was off. And I usually have really good timing there. I was too early or I was too late or whatever. Or, oh, I didn't really perform like because I was nervous on day one and the kids just get more in their element on day two. So I don't think that the kids are actually performing identical routines when we see big scores like that. So B, you know, I'm talking scores. You represent all the parent listeners out there. Did that make sense? What do I need to clarify for you? No, I think it made sense. I mean, to me anyways. I feel bad when I say that sometimes because it does make sense <laughs> to me. There we go. And it didn't really happen back in the day because we didn't have drivers back in the day. And so really, so now what's crazy is like day two is like your important day, which it's always, it's always been 2575. But because of the drivers, like your score can swing so much from day one to day two. Back in the day, they didn't have drivers. And so, and they definitely didn't have um, like a code of points where you're, you already knew your score. So on day one, the judges would basically lock in your score. Your day one score was basically your day two score. And, and so day one, even though it was only 25%, to me was the more important day because that's when they locked in your scores. So if you had a bad day one, if you didn't look good, if you didn't execute, execution has a big play used to play a big role in difficulty. And so teams that executed really well, you would see that obviously you get an execution, but you would see that kind of uh, swing over to the difficulty side and they'd score you higher, right? So if you executed really well on day one, you got a really good difficulty scores and they didn't really change difficulty scores from day one to day two. And then, you know, they didn't have drivers back then. So they just figured, yeah, they executed about the same. And so scores would be really, really similar on day one to day two. Or if you had a really, really good routine, but you didn't execute, they would kill you in difficulty. And then you'd execute on day on day two, your execution would go up, but your difficulty wouldn't move because they say, well, it, it wasn't really that difficult because they were using your day two score or your day one scores on the difficulty side. So back in the day, day one was like the day you needed to make sure that you absolutely went out there and nailed it. There is a gym that was infamous for this. Man, they were, they were good at this. But they would go and nail a day, and they knew this. They knew this. They would go and nail a day one routine, right? Nail the day one routine, and they knew that the scores never really varied from day one to day two. Like once you had a set score, like those were going to be your scores day two. And after they hit the routine, they'd basically water everything down, 
and and go and hit the routine. So they weren't doing as difficult of a routine, but they knew the scores were pretty much set already in there. So they take out not all their difficult, but they would take out like difficult elements of the routine, like risky elements of the routine, go hit day two. And it was like, dude, they took out all the hard stuff, but the scores remain the same. You used to frustrate a lot of coaches. But um, you know, you gotta know the nuances of the game, take advantage of it. So, you know, they were really good at that. But um I'm really glad that you said that because I was gonna ask you to clarify because I have parents that ask me sometimes like is it still you know the scores day one doesn't matter as much as day two or vice versa so just like can you like 100 like now how is it now like day one to day two is it still 2575 it's 2575 but because of like so back then like i said so back then they would really set your difficulty on day one so it's really important for you to have a really good day one because your all of your points, your your points were set that day. Like your raw score is really set. So back then, when we talked about raw score, like if you couldn't meet someone's raw score, it's like, dude, we can't, there's nothing we can do. Our raw score doesn't touch their raw score, and your raw score wouldn't just climb from day one to day two. Now with the score sheet, the score since we've had, since they've introduced drivers, so not just code of points. But since they introduced drivers a few years back, raw score will really swing between day one and day two. So day two is the more important score now, in my opinion, because it's 75%. And because if you you mess up on day one, you can still, just because you have a low raw score on day one, doesn't mean your raw score is going to be the same on day two. Back then, your raw score on both days were pretty similar to each other. Now, because they there can be such a difference between your day one raw score and your day two raw score, day I would say that most people would say that day two is the more important day now. And, it, and it's weighted that way. It's supposed to be, it's weighted so that it's a more important day. But it it wasn't always like that. Um, previously. Does that answer the question? Or do I need to clarify some more? Yeah. So it's basically it's 2575. Day two is more important. Yeah. And yeah. And, and day two, you know, once you take day two scores or once you, once it goes 25%, like 25% really cuts into a lead. Like it could seem like you have a big lead, but once they only take 25% of it, it's not really that big of a lead. So you know, again, you can be up by a whole point. If you're up by a whole point after day one, that means on day two, you're going head to head with each other, but you only have a 0.25 advantage over them, right? Because that's 25% of a point, right? You only have 0.25 advantage over the team. <clears throat> and that's really not that much. You know, you could lose a driver. If you lose a driver, right? Your timing is bad enough. They're going to take point two off right there. You lose a driver here. They get a driver. Plus they, you know, they double those drivers. Like, so it, it, that point, that point advantage you had on day one can disappear really, really quickly. So, you know, that, that is, I'm glad you said that because that makes more sense. Like when you break it down with like the point two five, that that's really, that really helps me now to be able to answer like now is that the same across the board like yeah. for like a jams event like not just varsity like does that the same like we're going into vegas here in a couple of weeks um is it the same for jams also 
Jams does a 35-65 split, I believe. Good to know. I think. I'm pretty sure they're, I I think they're 35-65. So, good stuff. All right, Beat. Well, let's go ahead and get to a break. And then when we get back, guys, (laughs) Jenny, we're bringing back the elevator music. Someone said, you have elevator music in your thing? I had a couple people complain about it. One person on the survey is like, there's music and it's distracting. Then I had another friend who's like, there's music that plays it, when you go into commercial breaks. I don't like it. And so we took it out for a couple episodes, but I like the music heading into the breaks. So Jenny, cue the music. We're heading into a break. And when we get back, I'm going to give some advice to some coaches. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chilling by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. And we are back. So, guys, I'm going to give some advice to coaches. First... My first piece of advice is exactly what I said before the commercial break. You know, I was listening to people. You want to listen to people who give you feedback, but, you know, at the end of the day, you got to do things the way you like things done. You know, that's always been my philosophy in cheerleading. Like, I do cheerleading the way I like cheerleading done. And I just like the music in and out of the commercial break. Like, most TV shows have music in and out of commercial breaks. So I listen to some of those cuts in and out of the commercial break. I didn't like it as much without the music. So we're bringing it back. Sorry if it anno- if it annoys you, go fly a kite. So, here we go. Anyway, here goes my um Here's my advice. Here's my real advice to coaches. I that that music thing was just off the top of the head. But um here's my advice for coaches. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was watching cheerleading. I was watching some event and well, Ashley was watching the event. And then she's like, come watch some cheerleading with me. So I was like, okay. So we went, we watched, you know, a handful of teams and we're watching. And this is just advice to coaches. Coaches, everything in the routine should be done for points. If it's not done for points, it should not be in your routine. It's just a waste of time. So it should be done for difficulty points. You should do it because you can execute it or you should just do it because it's good choreography, right? It's a creative element in the routine. The choreography looks good. But if it's not done for points, then you shouldn't do it in your routine. Now, this is a very true story. I just remember, it's not that funny of a story. I just remember, it just sticks out to me. But I remember being in college and my college, we were known for doing partner stunts, right? We had... A lot of partner, we won partner stunt nationals all of the time. 
and we are just a partner stunning school. Like we are known for having the best, hardest stunts in the industry. And we would produce um, UCA, NCA partners and national champions ev- all the time, every year, every other year, all the time, right? And so when I got there, I wanted to compete in partner stunts, like the long tradition of, you know, doing co-ed partner stunts. And I remember I did this three-quarter cradle, right? So I am face, I would be facing the crowd and I would have my flyer in a cradle. So you, you typically when you cradle, the flyer is the one facing the crowd and the bases are facing each other. But in a three-quarter cradle, the, the base, the base stays facing the crowd and the flyers facing the side. Anyway. So I did this three-quarter cradle, and then we would barrel roll. So I'd throw her. She'd do a 360. I'd catch her in the cradle again, and then I'd toss her, and she'd do a cartwheel out. And then we'd get set up for our cartwheel up. And my coach kept saying, so as we're filming for a bid, you know, you have to film. You film your routine. You send it in, and they let you know if you're going to qualify for nationals or not, right? And so as we're filming for the routine, he's watching us do this routine, and we keep doing this barrel roll and he goes jason take out the barrel roll and you know i take it out for the day and then the next day i put it back in they go jason take out the barrel roll it's stupid like there's no point there's absolutely no point for you doing that right and so we're doing all these hard stunts rewinds and back handspring ups and cartwheel ups and full ups and double downs right and then for whatever reason, I'm throwing in a, a barrel roll, right? Barrel rolls are literally legal in level two cheerleading. And actually, they're so irrelevant. No one does barrel rolls in level two, right? And if you do a, a barrel roll in level two, I'm not throwing any shade at you. But, you know, it's not like Junior Blue does barrel rolls this year in their team. So they're irrelevant in level two cheerleading. And I was doing it in my co-ed college partner center routine, right? And you know, I thought it was cute, whatever, right? I thought it was a cool stunt. I thought I added my, I gave my routine a little flair. And my coach is just like, Jason, that's stupid. Take it out. So all the coaches out there, again, I watch a handful of routines. I'm not talking about spirit sports, but I watched a handful of routines on varsity TV not too long ago. And I was just like, guys, take out the stupid stuff. So if it doesn't get you points, stop doing it. Take it out. Save those eight counts for for things that actually matter. You get 45, 46, 47, eight counts, guys. Oh, you're going to hear this in a later podcast, so I'm not going to say it. Guys, someone, ooh, this is a good, the first person to DM me, the person who does, has a 58 count routine. There's a specific answer. You can't just, you can't just know them. The answer is going to come up in a future episode is going to win a free video review. If you D the first person to DM me, the coach that has a 58 count routine is going to win a free video review. So you got to listen up to these future episodes because it's coming up. Not sure when it's coming up, but it's coming up. Anyway, he told me he has a 58 count routine. Um, the point is you only have so many eight counts in your routine. Stop wasting your eight counts on stupid stuff. So. Anyway, I'm not sure what else we're talking about, but um, we're going to be at Jams Nationals. So if you run into us, I'm not sure if we have any more bracelets. We might, but if we do, Brittany's going to have them. Go up to Brittany and she might hook you up with a, uh, a bracelet. B, do you have any more bracelets? I do. Um, 
I, I'm like, right now I'm at the stage where they're like, these are a hot commodity. So I'm like, if you can find me, I will give you a couple. I was when we had more, which we can order more, but it's just fun now. Um, <laughs> I was at first just like, oh, here's a handful. Here's a handful. You know, here's a couple. And now I'm like, mm, these are a hot commodity. I have people like DM. I had someone DM me this weekend and was like, I'll give you my address. Can you mail me one? <laughs> I'll pay for shipping. Let's go. Um, so I do have, I do have some, I probably have about, I would say 20 left. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, if you're lucky to get one at jams, feel lucky. Uh, speaking of bracelets, shout out to my girl, Lindsay Wood um, with university all stars. She is an avid listener to the podcast. Um, she's a mom. She, um, met me and she got some bracelets. I actually had a couple American parents that were like, you need to stay right here. This lady has been by like three times looking for you. She wants a bracelet. <laughs> so I gave her some bracelets and then, you know, she, we took a picture. To, she asked me to take a picture, which was a little weird for me because like, I'm just a mom, you know? Um, and my husband was standing right there and he's like, you're like a celebrity. I, I like laughed at him. Let's I'm like, go, absolutely, not. absolutely not. But Lindsay was so cool. She was super sweet. Um, I got to chat with her for a minute. So that was really cool. Uh, it was good to know, you know, she said, I love listening to the podcast. So it's always cool to hear that. And you probably hear it more than I do because people know who you are. And so, you know, when, someone says, I love listening to the podcast. Um, it, get, it like makes me like all giddy inside. And then yeah. I did talk to um, a couple moms on Saturday. You had told me, you're like, hey, there's some kids, people that want to talk to you. And I, I didn't understand what you were saying. I couldn't hear you. And you had told me like three times and Kinsley finally was like, mommy, coach Jason said, there's people that want to talk to you. So I turned around and I talked to them for a couple of minutes. I cannot remember what gym they were from, but they were super nice and super cool. I think they were cheer force. Okay. Yeah, they were cool. So shout out to them. I'm like the worst at remembering things um, for the most part anyways. So that was cool. So yes, I will be handing out some bracelets at jams. I hope to see you all there. So if you want one, come find me. More than likely, I'll be wearing something American both days with American flag shoes. There we go. You bust out the Crocs? <laughs> you know, the Crocs used to be my whole, like, my thing. But I don't have American flag Crocs. I got the mm. American flag Hey Dude ones. So I'm oh, going to have to invest in some American flag Hey Dude Crocs. Or American Dude. flag Crocs. So. Let's make it happen. Good stuff. All right, guys. We'll, uh. We'll see y'all at Jams. So if y'all are there, come up, say hi, take a picture. B will have the bracelets. We might order some more. And um, what's cool is that the TikTok and the Instagram have been growing like crazy. So um, that's been growing like real crazy. So you don't follow us right now on the Instagram. Oh, I got to say this. It's like way late in the episode. People might have already checked out. But Claire Robb, one of our former coaches, she's now in England, in York. Uh, getting her master's degree, but she's been doing a fantastic job running the social media, the um, Instagram account. So sometimes it's me on there actually posting. And but a lot of the times it's Claire actually on there posting. So she's been doing a fantastic job. So just know if you DM us, it could be me getting back to you. Could be Claire, could be B. 
B doesn't really do too much on there, but <laughs> it could be B as well. Um, but yeah, Claire, you're doing a fantastic job. I love you so much. And um, I forgot why I was going with that. Oh, follow us on Instagram. Let's talk to you. Let's talk to your podcast. Bunch of underscores under everything. Um, you follow me on TikTok, Jason C. Larkins. Follow B um, at, we haven't said this in so long, B.more triple underscore. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review. Submit a question of the week. Make a donation. Guys, if you guys all made donations, for real, for real, if everyone that listens, yeah, made a 99-cent donation, for real, if everyone who listens made a 99-cent donation, it would flip this podcast around. Like, it would change this podcast. It would it flip this thing upside down, be the best podcast out there. And um, sorry, the best cheer podcast out there. But it are, it'd be the best podcast there is in the world. It'd flip this world upside down. So, um, you know, if you enjoy listening, feel free. Find it in your heart. Make a donation, 99 cents a month. You got it. And um, other than that, five, six, seven, eight, we're, we're out. Hey, Let's Talk Cheer podcast listeners, although this episode has come to an end, there are a few other cheer podcasts out there that you can add to your weekly routine. If you're a gym owner or gym director and want to dive more into the business side of things, then check out the Connecting People and Profits podcast with host Dan Cotton. If you're a former cheerleader and want to hear the success stories from other former cheer athletes after their cheering days are done, then you'd love the Life After Cheer podcast with host Danielle Donovan. And if you're a cheer parent and need another cheer parent to relate to and want to hear things from a cheer mom's perspective, then the Cheer Mom podcast is for you. Check one of them out. Check them all out. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Definitely subscribe so you never miss out on anything from the show.